What did I discuss last week? Mm -hmm. So again, I am empty. I was alone here last week. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so encouraged. What did we discuss last week? Do you know where you're going to? Right? It's important to know. Because if you don't know where you're going to, you're lost. And the bigger problem is, if you do not believe that you are lost, you will not look, try to look for a way. Right? It's a good thing that one of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, we call him Doubting Thomas, was bold enough to ask, but Lord, we do not know where you are going. And what did Jesus reply? Everyone, John 14, verse 6. And Jesus replied, I am? Nako, parang excited na excited kayo ah. Huh? I am? So who is the way? Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, this morning, how many of you Want to live a long life. You want to live a long life? You have to eat noodles. <laughs> the Bible tells us in Psalm 90 that our lives shall consist of 70 years if due to strength 80. So if you are here this morning and you are more than 80 years old, I, will, I do not want to embarrass uh, daddy and mommy. <laughs> You're already bonus, bonus, bonus years. Yes? Buti ba si mami, humble to admit. How many of you want to live 100 years old? Raise your hand. Remember, your housing mortgage is 30 years. So you better live long. You know, some years ago, my mom told me, Insong, you go with me. Where are we going? We are going to interview your Lola. What? Why? You're researching your genealogy, right? Okay. Why will I? I, don't, I thought all of my grandparents are already dead. My last grandparent died in 1957. I was born in 1958. So I didn't get to meet any of them. But you know, kaming mga bakologian, you know, everyone is related. So uh, we have Lolo. We have Lola. Okay. Why, why will I interview her? She is 104 years old. So we drove about more than an hour, which in the Philippines, about two kilometers. <laughs> so we drove. And she was on her bed reading the Manila Bulletin, and then I interviewed her. I said, Lola, do you know my grandfather, Richard Nolan? Uy, kabueno na abogado. Galing. His office was in Calle Rizal. You know, he lived on the second floor. His office was on the first floor. I said, wow, how do you know all of these things? 
When you know he was very famous like this, like that. Do you know when they got married? Oh, May 10, 1912. <laughs> Why do you know? Because I was supposed to be the flower girl. What do you, what do you mean supposed to be? Yeah, because Papa got sick, so we had to go to Manila. So the wedding did not push through? Oh no, it pushed through. So who was the flower girl? Your prima, so-and-so. The mother of Monsur del Rosario. The Taekwondo. She is a relative. Oh, so I have information. So I'm able to trace my genealogy, and lo and behold, I'm a U.S. citizen. 104. One of my other lolas was more than 104. They had a party for her, and she got mad. Because some of her children have died ahead of her. So she is mad. Where are my children? Why am I left? My children are gone. Some of my grandchildren are gone. Yet she is there. And over 100 years old, she still write the check. Very clear, very strong. Now how many of you want to live for eternity? Only you will listen to this message. <laughs> Eternity. You want to live forever? No? Oh, wow. Uh, can I be your beneficiary? <laughs> if you do not want to live forever, can you leave everything to me? No, I'm just kidding. But Eternity. You want Eternity? Okay. I want to share with you this morning. I've entitled this message. Can you read it? Eternity for all. Let's pray. God, we just want to thank you for this day that we can study your word. Speak to all of us, Lord, and what eternity means to us. And what we can do about eternity right here and right now. Be pleased to speak with all of us, Lord God, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, what's the title this morning? Okay, eternity for all. Jesus Christ was a master teacher. He would sit with his inner circle of three. He would also preach to his group of twelve. He would also preach to the multitudes. He would also teach one-on-one. -on -one. He used several kinds of teaching technique. Sometimes he would be the one to do it. Sometimes he would tell you to do it. Sometimes he would speak straight to you, but sometimes he would speak in parables. Look at this. Luke chapter 12. And he told them what? A parable. Saying the land of the rich man was very productive, etc., etc. Luke 18 verse 9. And he also told this parable to some people who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and viewed others with contempt. Luke 21, verse 29. Then he told them a parable. Behold, the fig tree and all the trees, etc., etc., etc. So there were times that Jesus would teach and speak directly. There were times that 
Jesus would speak and teach in parables. So what is a parable? A parable. Can we read the definition of a parable? A parable? A story about everyday life that illustrates a spiritual truth. Are you with me? Notice. Luke chapter 16. When you see your Bible and it is in red, what does that mean? Jesus Christ is the one speaking or teaching. Right? Do you notice anything related to a parable? Does it say Jesus was speaking to them in a parable? Yes or no? No. What is a parable? A story about everyday life that illustrates a spiritual truth. If Jesus does not tell you that he is telling you a parable, what is it? It's a true story. Yes? Let's go. There was a rich man. It's not a parable. Jesus Christ is telling us a true story about this person. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. Not only is he rich, he is in American lingo, he is what you call filthy rich. How do we know? He is dressed not only in fine linen, he is dressed in purple. The purple thread comes from a very special and rare kind of fish that when they get, they use the dye from that fish to dye the thread purple. So it's not ordinary like you go to, where do you go to buy your fabric? Downtown. From downtown. <laughs> During their time, not everyone can buy purple. Okay? And then it's fine linen. Diba? Some sackcloth. What is sackcloth? You know sackcloth? Where you put the, the rice. In. Now, now it's everything is plastic. You know? But before it's sacco. Alright? Now this guy did not only use or wear purple garments of fine linen. Look at what it says. He lived in Luxury every day. Party every day. He was really filthy rich. In contrast, look at verse 20. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. At least this poor man this beggar has a name. Sometimes all we have is our name. Sometimes all we have is our reputation. There was a rich man dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. In contrast, who do you have? Lazarus. How will you describe Lazarus? 
A beggar. You have beggars here in Los Angeles? A lot. You have Skidro. Some of you came to the America. Wow. The green pasture. The land of the free and the home of the brave. May ganon din pala. They also have beggars. Lazarus, beggar. What else can you discover about Lazarus? Oh. Just like the Philippines. Right? Oh, I English. Right? He was covered with sores. What else? He was hungry. And where did he, where did he station himself? At the table of this rich man. And what was he hoping for? Maybe a piece of, I don't know, chicken? Huwag naman crumbs. Mahirap na yun eh. Chicken naman. Maybe a piece of chicken, a piece of bread would fall. And he could get that piece so that he could eat. But he's sickly. He has a lot of sores. And who is his competition? Who do you think will get the food first? You're sickly. You're weak. You have sores. I submit to you, he is so weak, he cannot even drive away the flies from his sores if he's like that. Just like a picture when we see in the Philippines. You know, our impoverished countrymen who are so weak, they have to just sit by the sidewalk waiting for someone to take notice, maybe drop 5 cents, 25 cents, a peso, and you see the flies all over their body. They cannot even drive away the source because they are so weak. Such is this man, and his name is Lazarus. Verse 22. The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. What happened to both of them? They died. If you are rich, will you die? If you are poor, will you die? If you are single, you are married, you are young, you are old, you are healthy, you are weak. What will happen when the time comes? You will die. Why do you get... What is the difference between life insurance and car insurance? Uh-huh. <laughs> you buy car insurance because you might get into an accident. You buy life insurance because you know you are going to die. And you want to leave something to the people, your family, whom you will leave behind. Correct? So death is the great equalizer. Lazarus, when the time came, Lazarus died. The rich man also died. But look, when the beggar Lazarus died, the angels carried him to Abraham's side. In other translations, this would read Abraham's bosom. 
The rich man also died. And what happened to him? They just buried him. Now, a lot of us have gone to wakes and funerals, yes? And then, if you know the person, and if you have the guts, you will go in front, and you will go near the coffin, and then you will look. And then you might even say to yourself, or maybe you have heard somebody say, Buti pasya. It's good. It's over. He's now in peace. Yes? Or sometimes you would say, at least he's in a better place. Yes? The rich man died and was buried. The beggar died, but he was carried to Abraham's side. In hell, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So who went to hell? What was happening to him in hell? He was in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. Who was in the better place? Where was the rich man? In hell. Notice. What's going on in hell? Look. In hell he was what? In torment. He looked up so you can still see. So he called to him. You can still speak. Have pity on me. You can still feel emotion. Have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. So you can still feel thirst. Why? Because I am in agony in this fire. In other words, a person in hell, all of his or her senses are still intact. So when you go and you pay your respects, buti pasya, pahinga na. Are you sure? In hell, he was in agony. He was in torment. He could see. He could speak. He could grow thirsty. He could be in agony. And look at the place. I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, Remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Now, just make sure, the Bible says, Blessed are the what? 
See, sometimes we take the Bible out of context. Sometimes we stop at blessed are the poor. We stop there. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor. Not because you are rich are you guaranteed to go to hell. Not because you are rich will you be deprived of heaven. No. Not because you are poor you are guaranteed to go to heaven. You can be as poor as a rat but proud and find yourself where? In hell. And by the way, what is this rich, rich man's religion? Who in all religion calls to Abraham as their father. Look at verse 24. Father Abraham. Which religion has Abraham as their patriarch? So was he a man of religion? Did his religion save him from hell? No. You see, many of us think, oh, I'm religious, therefore I will go to heaven. I go to CCF, therefore I will go to heaven. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to heaven except through me. My friends, it is not about religion. It is about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So don't cling on to your religion. As a matter of fact, the Bible encourages us to get out of your religion and come into relationship with Jesus Christ. So Abraham acknowledges, son, remember that in your lifetime you receive good things. And Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. So let's take a look. There was a rich man, Lazarus. The rich man lived in luxury, Lazarus lived in poverty. The rich man lived in excess, Lazarus lived in need. The rich man was healthy. Lazarus was frail. What's the common denominator? They both died. All of us are going to die. I thought, Pastor, I thought the message was eternity for all. When they died, what happened? The rich man went to Hades. Represents hell. Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom. Which means heaven. And I drew for you a red line down the middle. Because you can only be at one place. Either you are in heaven when the time comes or you will be in hell. If you are in heaven, would you like to go to hell? Of course not. It's a place of agony. But if you are in hell, would you like to go to heaven? Of course. But when eternity comes, you should know where you will spend eternity. Because eternity is for all. Why Abraham's bosom? Why not directly in heaven? Look, Romans 3.23. 
For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Being justified as a gift by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. Whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in His blood through faith. This was to demonstrate His righteousness. Because in the forbearance of God, He passed over the sins previously committed. The sins of the people in the Old Testament. Because Jesus Christ had not yet come, were covered. In the forbearance of God, God covered them. Why? Because the propitiation, the payment, had not yet been satisfied. But when Jesus Christ died for your sins and mine, when he breathed his last and he said, paid in full, what happened to the veil? The veil was torn. Payment had been made. Therefore, now... The remission of sin is done. It is through Jesus Christ. That's why when I shared with you Easter Sunday, enter through the tabernacle which is his body. Because I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So when this time, when Jesus Christ was talking about the rich man and Lazarus, he was still alive. So propitiation for sin had not yet come. That's why Abraham's bosom. That's where the people who died in faith were. And then when Jesus Christ died, guess what? Read your Bibles. The dead came to life. Heaven became populated because Jesus Christ had died and paid for the sins of mankind. So what had happened? Look at what hell is. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown in hell. Where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Matthew 25. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Revelation 21.8, which we shared with you. The cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Those of you who go to Manila, you go to Nepacu, you know, you buy pork. Is this newly slaughtered or double dead? Double dead. Yeah, the pig is being brought to the slaughterhouse, but the pig dies on the way. And then he is still slaughtered. That's why double dead. Look. The fiery lake of burning sulfur, which is double dead. Your second death. You die physically, and then for eternity, you are separated from God. Second death. Who is with you? Who is your discipleship group over there? Look. And the devil who deceived them was thrown in the lake of fire and brimstone. Isn't that what Revelation 21.8 says? Where the beast, the false prophet. So who is there? The devil, the beast, 
the false prophet. And what will happen? They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Eternity is for all. You like this place? Abraham continues. He said to the rich man, Besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. You remember this? Why is there a red line down the middle? Because that separation is fixed. Once you are there, you cannot get out. You cannot cross over from here and you cannot cross over from there. Besides, if I'm already in heaven, why will I want to go to hell? But if you are in hell, my friend, you can't get out. In heaven, look at what's going on. Jesus Christ says, He will wipe every tear from your eye. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians that this earthly tent which is my body is going to decay. I'm already feeling my bones creak. But God will give me a new body, a glorified body, if I'm with Him in heaven. He will wipe every tear from our eye. There is no mourning. He will make everything new. Now, I've shared with you a brief description of, description of what hell looks like. Now, let me share with you what the other side looks like. Revelation 21. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the fifth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of pure gold like transparent glass. I did not see the temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And the city does not need the sun nor the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor to it. No, on no day will its gate ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter to it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Everything, my friends, you and I 
are having double, triple, quadruple jobs to amass on this earth is only panghalo. We run after gold, diamonds, all kinds of earthly riches. In heaven, pavement. In heaven, you don't need the sun because the sun, S-O-N, is your brightness. The glory of the Lord is sufficient. There is no night, there is no day. There is no morning, no weeping, no gnashing of teeth. It is so beautiful that when God gave Paul the vision, he said this, Just as it is written, things which I has not seen, and ear has not heard, and which, not, which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love Him. Heaven is a most beautiful place that even the Apostle Paul says, I don't have the words. Imagine the most beautiful place here on earth that you have been to. That's nothing compared to the place that Jesus Christ himself is preparing for you. What did he tell his disciples? I go. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will return so that I may take you to be with me. So that you may be there also. Where? In heaven. A most beautiful and glorious place. The conversation goes on. Abraham told this rich man, once you're there, you're there. He answered, the rich man answered to Abraham, in that case, then I beg of you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house. For I have five brothers let him warn them so they will not also come to this place of torment. Oh, what happened to him? He now remembers his family. He now wants to become an evangelist. He wants to share about this bad place and this good place. Send Lazarus to tell my brothers because I have five of them so that they will not go to this place that I am in. He wants Abraham to send Lazarus to tell his five brothers about this place of torment. Don't go here. You have family members? Do you want them to go to such a place? Or do you want them to go to heaven? Eternity is for all. Eternity is for all. Are you trying? Are you praying for your own family member who may not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, who are in jeopardy of going to this place of torment, of agony? Are you praying? God Will you use me or would you please send somebody 
to bring the news about Jesus Christ to my family members that they may not go to that place of torment that place of eternal separation from you so he now realizes his own family send Lazarus so that my five brothers will not go to this place what did Abraham replied Abraham replied they have Moses and the prophets let them listen to them I'm asking you and then you tell me let them listen to Abraham let them listen to Moses and the prophets I went to you and then you refer me to somebody else Grabe ka naman. What is Abraham telling this rich man? When you read Moses and the prophet, what is that? The word of God. If they do not believe the word of God, they will not listen to anyone. You see, the Bible, the Word of God, is the supreme authority when it comes to life, spiritual things, your relationship with Jesus Christ, how you live life on earth in preparation for your life in heaven. If you do not read the Bible, how will you know? Abraham tells him, if they do not believe, if your brothers do not believe the Word of God, they will not listen to anything. They will not listen to anyone. As a matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 1 tells us, God, after He spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets, the Old Testament, the present day Bible that we have, the old and the new, if God spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days, He spoken to us in His Son. Whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. My friends, the last and most important statement that God has to say is the cross of Jesus Christ. This is how much God loves us, that he would send his one and only son to die, to pay for our sins, who was buried and on the third day rose again, so that you could spend life eternal with God in heaven. There is eternity for all. This is the only message worth reading about and trusting God for. The message of the cross. His brothers, Abraham said, will not listen if they don't read, if they don't understand, if they do not trust what the Bible says. I may have opinions on certain things. You may have opinion on certain things. But the great equalizer is the Word of God. God spoke to us in the last days through His Son. If you do not believe the Son, what else will you believe? He argues, No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. <laughs> you know the, the Christmas carol about Scrooge what happened to him the ghost of the past the ghost of the present 
the ghost of the future doesn't work, my friends. If they do not believe Moses and the prophets, they will not believe. Oh, well, send somebody to rise from the dead. Go there and tell them about this place. What did Abraham say? He said to him, if they do not listen, again, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, if they do not believe the Bible, if they do not believe the word of God, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. So what is the supreme authority? The Bible. The word of God. So what should you and I be investing time in? Reading the Bible. Reading the word of God. Again. Heaven versus hell. There is life in heaven. There is death in hell. Heaven is permanent. But hell is also permanent. In heaven, all things are new. In hell, there is suffering. In heaven, there is no mourning. In hell, there is torment. In heaven, there is no crying. In heaven, in, in hell, there is weeping. In heaven, there is no pain. In hell, there is gnashing of teeth. In heaven, there is light. In hell, there is darkness. In heaven, is pure joy. In hell, unquenchable fire. And in hell, there is the devil. But in heaven, there is Jesus. My friends, the only reason why I want to spend eternity in heaven is not because of the place. It is because of the person of Jesus Christ. Heaven is only beautiful. Heaven is only worthwhile because Jesus is there. And once you are there, you don't go to hell anymore because heaven is a permanent place just as hell is a permanent place. You understand why I have titled today's message Eternity for All? Because there is an eternity for all. Just as all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, there is an eternity for all. And what's going to take place? Matthew 25, But when the Son of Man comes in His glory and with all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate them one from the other. And as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, He will put the sheep on His right and the goats on the left. Who knows? Who are His sheep and who knows? Who are the goats? Jesus. It is not for me to know. It is not for you to know. Only Jesus really knows. 
You can claim to kingdom come that I belong to God, but unless God recognizes you as his own, you don't belong to him. There is going to come a time that God will separate the sheep from the goats. And once he separates them, what happens? These will go into eternal punishment, the goats on his left, but the sheep on his right, but the righteous into what? Eternal life. There is an eternity for all. So the question is, where would you rather spend eternity? You want to be with Jesus? Or you want to be with the devil? And the beast? And the false prophet? I can't make any decision for you. You have to make that decision. Well, how, how can I cross from over here to over there? Well, look at what the Bible says. I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word, I forgot to put it in red because Jesus Christ is the one speaking here, okay? I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me, what does he have? Eternal life. He who hears my word and believes, you see, cannot be here lang. You see, the conjunctive, and, it means they have to be together. You get it? He who hears my word and believes in him who sent me, he has what? Eternal life. And what has happened? He will not be condemned. He has what? Crossover. What did Abraham say? Besides, there is a chasm that is fixed. You cannot cross over from here to there, nor from there to here. But if you hear the word of God, and you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and God the Father who sent him, what is the promise? You will not be condemned. You will have crossed over from what? Eternal death to what? Eternal life. Is there an eternity for all? Yes. But where will you spend it? You want to cross over? God, through Jesus Christ, has made it possible. But what does it say? Romans 10, Paul writes, The word is near to you in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith which we are preaching. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes resulting in righteousness and with the mouth he confesses resulting in salvation. So what are the two necessary things according to Romans 10? Confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart. Have faith in your heart that God raised him from the dead. If you do that, what is the promise of Scripture? You're saved. Right? Yes or no? Am I making it up? Confess with your mouth. Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. 
For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Why? For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches. For all who call upon him, whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. God is no respecter of persons. God doesn't care. God doesn't mind what you have done. As a matter of fact, God knows everything that you have done. But He's extending that invitation to you, whoever you may be this morning, that if you call upon the name of the Lord, look at His promise, whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Who will save you? Jesus. Will calling out to Jesus Christ save you? Calling out to Jesus is just your expression of your faith in Him. You are trusting Jesus Christ to save you. And your confession or your prayer is merely an expression of your desire to be saved by Jesus Christ. Prayers don't save us. Going to church does not save us. Reading your Bible does not save us. Only Jesus Christ saves us. You diligently study scripture, thinking that by them you will be saved. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees. We don't worship the Bible. We worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we share this with you. This prayer does not save you. Only Jesus Christ saves you. Look, Lord Jesus, I need you. That's your confession of your need for a Savior. I acknowledge that I am a sinner deserving of hell. Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Thank you for dying on the cross to pay for all my sins. That's an expression of your faith. You believe that when Jesus Christ died, your sin and mine were carried on his body on the tree. That we might die to sin and live for righteousness. You don't take Jesus Christ and what he went through and then you continue to sin? No. That's why the second night. I repent. I turn away from my light of sin. I 180. Wag 360. 360, babalik ka lang 180 lang po. I repent of all my sins and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all my righteousness. My unrighteousness. I now open the door of my heart. Why? With your heart. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. I now open the door of my heart and ask you to come enter my heart. Thank you for forgiving my sins and for your gift of eternal life. You see, eternal life is a gift. What do you do with a gift? If someone offers to you a gift, you have a choice. Accept or reject. It's up to you. Because eternal life, eternity, is for all. It's just where will you spend eternity is the question. I now ask you to change me from the inside out and make me the kind of Christian that you want me to be. You see, if, if you and I keep on claiming that we are Christian, that we've been born again, and there is absolutely no change in our life. My friend, please examine yourself if you are in the faith. Unless, of course, you fail the test.
If you are really in Christ, the Holy Spirit living in you will bear fruit. My friend, if there is absolutely no fruit in your life, would you please examine yourself? Don't examine other people. Examine yourself. Lord, Jesus Christ, are you really the Lord of my life? Help me to live a life that is pleasing to you. I need your Holy Spirit to give me the desire and the power to change. Because I want to live like Christ, who was humble, who was selfless. Eternity is for all. Let's pray. God, in silence, Lord, we ask your Holy Spirit to search our hearts this morning. And you be the one, Lord God, to confirm in our heart of hearts if everyone in this place has really trusted you, not only as Savior, but as Lord. If you are here this morning and you are not sure, then why don't you talk to God? Tell Jesus that you acknowledge that only He died to pay for all of your sins. And that you're confessing Him as your Lord and you're believing Him by faith in your heart that He has died to offer you the gift of eternal life and you're willing to accept it but also to accept the responsibility of living a life that turns away from sin. And He has promised that through His Holy Spirit, He will give you the power to do that. Please don't play around with sin. Any sin. Because Jesus Christ shed His blood for that sin do not trample underfoot the sacrifice that Jesus Christ has made for you between you and the Lord I'm not even going to repeat that prayer just between you and the Lord God Almighty, we thank you that you have given us your word. If we do not believe Moses and the prophets, if we do not believe your word, then nothing is worth trusting. Your word only talks about Jesus Christ. And our faith should be anchored on Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. 
Thank you for reminding us, Lord, that there will be an eternity for all. You will separate your sheep from the goats, and the goats shall be cast into eternal punishment. But your sheep, those who listen to your voice, will spend eternity with you in heaven. Thank you, Lord God, for your word. And I pray that all of us have trusted you as our Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And what verses in the Bible could you share with the person who asked you? Good enough? We'll keep this uh, frozen on there. You can take pictures. This will also be sent to you via email through our discussion group guide that is being prepared every week by our sister Anne Mercado.